Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Shell Shock Prime. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. Before we get into episode 89, I want to take just a moment to thank a sponsor of the show, and that is the podnuts.com uh, tech podcast network. Uh, they have all kinds of shows over there. Today, I want to focus on just one of them, the mini PC show. Uh, host Brian Flying Rich, Daniel Andor talk about uh, Raspberry Pis, Odroid, shuttle computers, all shapes and sizes of mini computers. And this is a show that would have been very, very helpful to me. Uh, I just finished retrofitting an arcade cabinet to have a retro pie in it. Uh, and I had to do a lot of research in order to figure out what to do because that's a little bit outside of what I normally do. And having, if I had listened to the mini PC show before doing that, it would have made life a little easier. So make sure you check that out at podnuts.com. That's the mini PC show. And thank you to Podnuts Network for the sponsor. Okie dokie. Let's go ahead and start with feedback. Um, I couldn't figure out how to see the name because somebody had actual re- actually reviewed the show on the Podbean app, which I didn't even know that you could review shows there. Anyway, they said, I love this podcast. Switchcraft is my favorite source of Nintendo news. I couldn't see who said it. Um, just they had like some icon of somebody kind of tossing their hair, it looked like. Uh, but thank you very much for the review. If you want to help out, Head on over to Apple Podcasts or apparently the Podbean app and uh, review the show. It helps a lot. I received an email. Um, let's see. This email comes to us from Trevor, and they said, We are starting to see some of those graphically intense games like NBA 2K18 and FIFA 18 played on the Switch. They seem to have a lot of problems running on the Switch. Do you think we will have the same problem as we did with the Wii U, where third-party developers will stop trying to make games, make these games on the Switch? It seems like they're having the same problem bringing games to the Switch that they had for the Wii U. The big difference is the success of the Switch versus the failure of the Wii U. Developers have a big incentive now to get their games on the Switch, where they didn't have that on the Wii U. It just seems like too big of a task, and I imagine it's a lot of work for these developers to try and put these games on the Switch. Should we accept that the Switch as a system, mainly for Nintendo games, made, made, oh, sorry, mainly for Nintendo-made games and smaller indie-type games? Love the show. Thanks, Trevor. Um, Well, Trevor, I think as long as the system has a good install base, third-party companies are going to continue to develop for it. Uh, NBA 2K18 is running the exact same engine as it is on the other systems, and I think that over time, 2K18 will probably improve. I haven't played the game myself, so I'm just basing the fact that it needs improvement on what you have said. Uh, One good thing to think about is that the PS4 Pro and Xbox One currently don't have exclusive games, meaning that 
if there's a game on the Pro or the One X, uh, it's also on the older PS4 or uh, Xbox Ones. Uh, and I think that that's something that is required by Microsoft and Sony. Um, this means that devs have to make sure that their engines are scalable. Uh, and if they've got a scalable engine, that means that it's only going to help development on the Switch. Uh, something else to keep in mind is that many developers have said that developing for the Switch is a whole lot easier to develop for than the Wii U ever was, uh, meaning ports are going to take a lot less time and resources to manage that. Um, the Switch also supports a lot of third-party engines, which the Wii U really didn't, especially early on, uh, and that will also reduce uh, development costs. My only thing that I want to make sure that I mention is that if you're saying that you want to have the same games that are on the PS4 and Xbox One on the Switch, there's going to be some disappointment there. Um, if you want some of those games, every console is going to have some exclusives. It's correct that right now Microsoft doesn't have a whole lot of exclusives, but Sony does and Nintendo does. And if people want to play Mario Odyssey, they're going to have to get the Switch. And that's exactly what Nintendo fans would tell them. They would say, well, it's, it's a Nintendo exclusive. You got you to gotta get that thing. If you want the exclusives that are on the other console, you're going to have to get those. Now, when I look at the Switch, I'm very happy that they didn't make another Xbox One or PS4. They wanted to make something unique, and I think that they succeeded here. And what I hope is that rather than simply porting their main franchises to the Switch, third-party developers will instead make games for the Switch that cater to its strengths, like portability or taking one of the Joy-Cons off and sharing it with someone. Anyway, thank you so much, Trevor, for listening. Uh, you can email me by sending an email to runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Uh, you can also call and leave a voicemail. The phone number is 260-RUN-JUMP. Uh, you can join the Discord, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. I got a message from Crazy Legs uh, on the Discord. He said, uh, per your comment on the podcast, I still play ARMS, and I love that game. No poke for me either. Uh, then, um, oh gosh, who was that? I can't, I didn't write down who said this, but somebody else says that they totally agree. ARMS is a much more fresh fighting game than Pokin Tournament. Uh, anyway, um, make sure that you get in touch with me. Tell me what you think about the show and about Nintendo in general. And you can do it in any of those ways that I just mentioned. And of course, you can stop by the live stream sometime. I record this show live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Um, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Wait, Tuesdays and Thursdays? Yeah, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I almost forgot. Uh, usually 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern. And on Saturdays, it's up in the air. I don't know when... Uh, I get to do that on that day. It all depends on what my family and I are doing. Let's jump into the news. Tonight, instead of just playing a video game, live it. Swords and Serpents takes you to a new world where you become one of a band of super warriors. Do you enter the dungeon, choose your weapon, or forge ahead? The battle is at hand. You must gain experience and power by defeating the evils of the dark. Danger lurks in the dungeon, but so do the rewards. Enter Claims World of Swords and Serpents on your NES if you dare.
Well, t- today is uh, September 30th. Yesterday, the SNES Classic came out. I have one. I had pre-ordered one at GameStop. I haven't had any time to play the damn thing. I'm going to play it right after I finish recording. Uh, I'm going to uh, stream it, and you can check out the VOD if you uh, didn't know about it ahead of time, but you can check out the VOD at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. I'm going to be streaming... Super Mario RPG, a game I've never played. There's a lot of games on this thing that I've never played. I'm excited to play it. I'm sure that you are too. If you have awesome stories about getting yours, uh, please feel free to email them to me, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. I want to hear about that. All right, let's move on. He's back. He's here. He's Mario. Knows the new and improved Mario and Super Mario All-Star so much. Mario is a Mario smorgasbord. It's all the way down Mario Brothers adventures he ever played and then some. But this is juiced up 16-bit only on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System Mario. So it's bigger Mario, better Mario, in your face Mario. It's Raccoon Mario. Mario throwing fireballs. Mario hurling turnips. Mario negotiating an arms deal. Okay, maybe not. It's Mario like you've never seen him. What's 2 plus 2 Mario? What's the capital of Ohio Mario? You're gonna live, breathe, eat, sleep Mario in Super Mario All-Stars. Four complete Mario games, including the never-seen lost levels. You can't get more Mario than this. Well, ARMS 3.1 is here, and it brings us a brand new stage, although it's not really a new stage. It's actually the sparring ring The that if you were, how do I explain, when you were waiting for a match in like the party mode in ARMS, you could just like practice playing. And it would bring you into this, um, the sparring stage, and it would pop up these little... Um, targets for you to shoot the arms at uh and it's a square stage it doesn't have any gimmicks it's it's what's used in the warm-up mini game um it really to me it feels like it feels like um this is going to be the thing that people do in tournaments maybe kind of like in super smash brothers when people will uh they'll they'll say uh no items um, no Pokemon or not, no any other things, just an uh, empty battlefield so that there's nothing random about what's going on. And uh, it's kind of like a neutral stage. I don't know if that's what they're going to do. I mean, because people haven't seemed to have any problems with um, playing the tournaments the way that we've done so up until now. Uh but anyway, that's what that's what's uh, new. They also have adjusted a few of the fighters, like um, Ninjara. <laughs> I like the way that they they um, phrased this. They said, after getting some advice from a Ninja College alum, distance traveled when performing a mid-air mist warp has increased. Mid-air mist warp refers to the ninja technique performed by dashing after jumping. I love that they do stuff like that. I'm not going to go through all of the changes. If you want to check those out, uh, click the link in the show notes, and you can check out all of that stuff. There's also a couple of um, bugs that were fixed as well. Uh, Anyway, that is it for ARMS. Let's now talk about some bad news. Well, is it bad news? It's it's odd news, and... uh, well, let's let's get to it. Nintendo, if we're practicing now. Nintendo, it's a cereal. Wow. Nintendo, Super Mario Show. Nintendo, Peanut Butter Flavor Crunch. Nintendo, here's Zelda too. Nintendo, it's very good news. Nintendo, mm, you just can't move. Nintendo cereal system is a super part of this nutritious breakfast. Nintendo, two cereals in one. So I received this email the other day, and I think a lot of people did. It said, thank you for using the Nintendo Creators program. 
Uh, we have updated the Nintendo Creators Program user guide with information on how revenue generated during live stream broadcasts on YouTube will be handled in the Nintendo Creators Program. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, the Nintendo Pre- uh, Creators Program is basically you partner with Nintendo, and then if you make a video on YouTube, uh, they claim it, monetize it, and then they send you, uh, I think it's like a 70% share of the revenue that you would make on that. Now, it's never really affected me because my YouTube channel is like the tiniest of tiny, and I've never made more than a dollar in a month on my YouTube channel. Um, But that's not a big deal. Uh, Let me continue to what I'm talking about here. It says, live streaming on YouTube falls outside of the scope of the Nintendo Creators Program. This means that you cannot broadcast content on YouTube Live from the account you have registered for the Nintendo Creators Program. Please check the user guide for details. Thank you for your ongoing support of the Nintendo Creators Program. As YouTube continues to evolve, we will work to provide you timely information to help you manage your account with the Nintendo Creators Program. Okay, so what does this mean? Well, what it means is that if you are live streaming you're not going to get revenue from that particular, from advertising revenue from that particular stream. And a lot of people are upset about this and maybe they have cause to be, maybe that, maybe they get a lot of money from revenue, but, or from, from advertising revenue. But my guess is that most people who are live streaming get a, get a, strong majority of their revenue comes from the people who are watching rather than advertising. That's just what my gut tells me. I could be wrong. I don't know, but that's what my gut tells me. I know that, you know, on Twitch, I make no money off of advertising. That's all advertising money goes straight to Twitch. And there's a lot of people on Twitch that are making pretty good money. Not me. I'm making Uh, you know, enough to pay for a game or two, but, um, it's not a lot, you know, I do this because it's fun, not because it makes me any money. Uh, that being said, I think this is perfectly within Nintendo's rights to say this. And the reason why is because they don't want, they don't want to put advertising on something that is, not family friendly, I think, is the way that I would want to phrase it, or something that's not not advertiser friendly. So they're not going to want to put their stamp of approval on something. And if it's live streamed, there's no telling what can happen. That's that's really the point that I think that Nintendo is looking at this and they're saying, well, during a live stream, anything could happen, and because anything could happen. That's something that they have to, you know, kind of take a big old stick and keep it at bay. And they're like, I don't think that's the place where we want to be. So I totally understand why Nintendo is trying to protect their brand in this way. I think that there's probably better ways to do it. You know, I'm not a legal person. I don't know much about the law and that kind of thing. Um, The law, I'll hold up with quotation marks. Uh, But that's just my opinion. Now, I'm sure that there are people out there who are going to be impacted. Their wallets will be impacted in this way. And that's tough. And I know that there's some people who've been said, well, at least Twitch isn't affected. Well, you got to remember that 
YouTube only has this kind of stuff built in because YouTube got sued and then they had to do stuff like this. So at some point, Twitch is going to get big enough. I mean, it's pretty big as it is, but at some point, Twitch is going to get big enough that it's going to look like a big old dollar sign to the lawyers of not just Nintendo, but Viacom. Those are the people who had originally sued YouTube and caused the, you know, under the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. Um, So I think that, you know, right now, are you safe on Twitch? Sure. Will you always be? I don't know. Um, I think it would be a mistake for Nintendo to block people from streaming their games. And I don't think that that's what they're doing here. They're just saying, you can't make ad revenue off of our games because we don't want ads on live streams because we can't we can't control what it is that you're going to do. Whereas if you submit a, a show to our Nintendo creators program, we can look at it and say, okay, the guy didn't do anything untoward or the gal didn't do say anything that shouldn't be said. So we'll go ahead and let them earn some revenue off of this. And I think it's just all about Nintendo protecting their brand. And I think it's a smart move on their part. So what do you guys think? Let me know. Well, excuse me, princess. I'm really tired of buying games more than once. I wish that developers would just stop porting games to the Switch so I would, I could stop buying the games that I already own, but I can't resist this. Red Hook Studios is bringing Darkest Dungeon to the Switch. We don't have a release date yet, but Darkest Dungeon is a fantastic game that I almost never play. And the reason I almost never play it is because I have just too much to do. But having... That on a portable system where I could play it at my PC, sitting in the living room, sitting in bed, sitting in the kitchen, sitting in a car, having that game just wherever I am would mean that I would play it so much more. This is one of those games that is, and I, people say this all the time, but this is one of those games that is just perfect, perfect for the Switch. Uh, Being able to take Darkest Dungeon on the road with you is very exciting to me. And I'm going to have to buy this again. And if you don't know what Darkest Dungeon is, it's this really cool game where you have like, uh, you get four uh, heroes, you go into a dungeon, you kind of move through the dungeon side-scroller wise, but it's, um, you know, you're just moving left and right. And then monsters show up and you have to fight them uh, in a turn-based mode. Uh, And as you get deeper into the dungeon, your characters will not only lose health, but they'll lose their sanity. And uh, it's very, very fun. If you've never seen Darkest Dungeon, head on over to Twitch and just type in Darkest Dungeon. You're going to have some fun watching somebody play it. Uh, And when this game comes to the Switch, you're going to have fun watching me play it because I'm going to be streaming it on the Switch um, because it looks so much. It just looks so fun. And uh, it's the perfect game for the Switch. The legend of Zelda continues. Defeat your enemies and save the kingdom. Beware. Beware. Some will help you. Others will betray you. I can restore life. I can give magic. I can, can, can. I cannot help you. Zelda! Use your sword. Find the crystals. Rescue the princess. Zelda! Zelda 2, Zelda! The Adventure of Link, only from Nintendo. Nintendo games and sets each sold separately. Now you're playing with power. Mario Odyssey is now playable at some Best Buy locations. This is huge, and this is huge not just because people are going to be able to try out the games, 
This is a big deal because of one reason alone. If they now have kiosks where you can play a Nintendo Switch, that tells me that Nintendo feels comfortable with the amount of Switches that they have uh, that they are able to produce for the holiday season. And that means that it's going to be a whole lot easier to get a Nintendo Switch than it has been in the past. It's funny. I was A friend of mine bought one. Uh, he bought it off Amazon from a third-party seller. Uh, it arrived, and he was not happy because he was trying to play Zelda, and he was getting all kinds of uh, huge frame ro- frame drops. He was telling me about it. I was like, well, did you update? Because I know at first there were some frame drops, but then the updates kind of fixed that. And he's like, no, that didn't fix it. So I said, well, I think you should either call Nintendo or return it to Amazon. He decided to return it to Amazon because he didn't want to have a bad unit. And... um The reason I'm telling you about this is because yesterday I was at GameStop picking up my my Super Nintendo Classic, and when I was walking in, they had a sign right on the front door, and it said, uh, Switch in stock, and I immediately pulled out my phone and texted him. I said, hey man, they got Switch in stock at GameStop. I don't know if, he said thanks, I don't know if he went to pick one up or not, Um, but you know, that goes, goes to show you that the Switch is more and more easy to find these days. Nintendo is, uh, it seems like they're hitting their stride with manufacturing. So the fact that we've now got playable kiosks at stores is a very big deal for the Nintendo Switch. Not only because people are going to be able to pick them up. Uh, I think that, I don't think Nintendo would make the mistake of putting out kiosks and then not having them available to be purchased. Um, but also because people are going to walk up, they're going to see it and they're going to be like, oh, I'll try this out. And it's going to sell them on the games, or the games are going to sell them on the system. Uh, now, it's funny, the picture that I saw uh, on the Reddit comment, or the, on the Reddit post, okay, good. So it shows both a controller in the Joy-Con grip, and it shows the separate Joy-Cons. So that's good, because people are going to be able to check uh, check out what the controls are like. And just imagine if they have uh, arms set up in a store or something like that. That's going to sell systems or Splatoon for crying out loud. Uh, Splatoon will be out there as well. Uh, Link 31254 in chat says, I saw three switches at Walmart and two at GameStop recently. They seem a little more available. And anecdotally, I would say exactly the same thing. Uh, So let me know what you guys are noticing. You know, next time you go to a store, uh, just swing by the electronics department and ask how many switches they have in stock. It would be interesting to, uh, to hear that. Let's go to gameplay. When you're ready for a real challenge, you're ready for Marble Madness. There are deadly steelies, marble munchers, acid pools, digital waves, vacuum cleaners, catapults, pistons, pounding hammers, killer birds, and they're all after you. Do you have what it takes to reach the silly maze where everything's upside down or the ultimate maze where even the maze moves? Do you have what it takes or will Marble Madness make you lose your marbles? Marble Madness. And coming soon, Jordan versus Bird, one-on-one for your Nintendo. Outside of about one hour of SteamWorld Dig 2, I haven't had any time to play anything since the last episode, so I'm going to jump right over gameplay and go straight into the lightning round uh, where I talk a little bit less about each topic. Uh, Dom Von Doom on our Discord channel uh, sent a message or um, a link in the Switchcraft Stories channel, and they said that the Wii Shop channel is shutting down on January 1st, 2019. What I would really hope, which would be awesome, 
is if they would just go and take the music from the Wii Shop channel, remix it a little bit, and drop it in the Switch Shop channel. Just so that that, that could kind of live on. I think that would be cool. Um, Nintendad dropped a link in the Discord. He said that Golf Story Dev added sound to the HD rumble. So if you knock a ball out of bounds, uh, and it like it makes a sound. And it's not coming from the speakers. It's coming from the HD rumble, which is kind of cool. Um, right before I started the show, somebody, I think it was, oh, I can't remember now. I think it was also, mm, no, no, no. This was a, a story I found on Reddit. Uh, Battle Chasers Night War. We've got a release date for the Switch. That's um, November 28th. Uh, that's coming in right before the, oh, man, that's that's a tough time to come out with a massive 200 hour plus jrpg coming out just a couple days later with um not fire emblem what the hell's the name of that game uh xenoblade 2 uh, but anyway we finally have a release date for battle chasers night war so that's awesome and then finally skyrim uh is weighing in at 13.37 gigabytes thank you to nintendad he dropped that uh link in not only the discord but in the um in the Twitch chat while we were getting ready to record. So I appreciate it. Uh, coming soon, we've got on October 2nd, 88 Heroes, the 99 Heroes edition. I love that, that name. And uh, it's time to wrap up the show. Before Nintendo came out with Super Metroid, we wanted to make sure it was the most intense Metroid battle ever. So we thought we'd see how Killer here would fare against it. Ready, boy? That's 24 megs worth of weapons, worlds, and weirdos old killers up against Nintendo's biggest game ever. He's a big boy. He can handle it. Well, let's see how he did. Ship it! Super Metroid, only on the Super NES. That's all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discuss, please let me know. Uh, in one of the ways that I told you about at the top of the show, if you're looking for ways to support the show, there's many ways that you can do that. The number one easiest way to do it is to review the show on Apple Podcasts or apparently on Podbean or share the show with a friend. That would be huge, huge, huge to me. Um, there's other ways that you can throw money at me, um, and I'll catch all of it, I promise. Uh, just head on over to runjumpstomp.com support to check those things out. Uh, thank you again to the Podnuts Podcast Network for sponsoring today's show. Uh, I appreciate it. Please head on over to podnuts.com and find out more about their network of tech podcasts. And special thanks to Noteblock and Tom Winter for use of your music in the show. Uh, keep up the great work. Make sure you head on over to their YouTube channels and subscribe because they make some really awesome stuff. And tell them that I sent you. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audiobooks and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep even if you cancel. 
You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible and directly support the show.